We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Hi, this is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Hello and welcome back and and thank you for tuning in. So today I'm going to continue on the topic I started a few weeks back on building a real brand. And today I want to focus on the atmosphere of a business and how it impacts the brand of your company. So you may be thinking, how do you define the atmosphere? How do you even measure that? And how can that make an impact on our brand? Well, as I introduced this topic a few weeks ago on building a real brand, you'll know that Building a brand goes much deeper than what the logo and marketing communicates. It's really the authentic nature of the business itself. And uh, I had a great interview with Tom Mears in episode four. If you missed that, please go back and listen to it. But Tom Mears is the chairman and CEO of Burgerville, which is up in the Northwest. They have 42 locations, uh, a burger franchise, if you can't guess by the name of the business. Um, And he showed how their brand... Uh, was built or almost rebuilt when they redefined their mission statement to serve it love um, a little over 10, 15 years ago. And so based around that mission statement, when they started to execute on that mission statement, it really redefined the brand of the business and took it from a business that was stagnant over the last few years in growth and and position it for accelerated growth once they started to execute on that mission statement. So today I want to discuss branding further in the context of how it can be felt in the atmosphere of your business from the moment a customer walks in the door. So have you ever walked into a business, any kind of business, and it just felt a little off or on the flip side, it felt good. You just walking before you even talk to anybody uh, in the business, it just it just felt good. Or on the flip side, it, it felt a little off. Something was kind of weird. So let's give you an example of maybe a restaurant. I think this is something that we can all probably relate at some point in our lives. But say you you walk into a restaurant and the the hostess was rude um, or maybe just ignoring you. Uh, You'll notice the paint peeling off the walls and the stuffing from the chairs are coming up. Um, And maybe the food doesn't, you know, the the smell from the kitchen, not so good, but it just doesn't have a a, a good feeling. And you might want even to turn around and just walk out, but the hostess says, okay, I'll I'll, I'll seat you now. Now, on the opposite um, experience, it could be the same restaurant, but the moment you walk in the door, the hostess is very warm and welcoming and greets you. The food smells amazing, and you can feel and sense that the people are having a great time. The, the customers in the restaurant are having a great time. Now, everything else could be the same. The paint could be peeling off. The stuffing from the chairs be coming up. Even the, the floor is a little bit dirty. Um, but you can, you can excuse some of those cosmetic issues if the overall experience that matters to you most was exceptional. So in this case, the food and the, the service was great. 
And and so certainly, I, I think if you were to walk into a restaurant like that, you most likely know a little bit of what to expect. It's it's not a, a place that maybe you, you take a date uh, for Valentine's Day, or you're not going to have your you're not going to propose there, or you're not going to have your wedding reception there. But you at least heard. Um, that that the food is great and then the service is great so so you can excuse some of those issues and if you wanted to go to a restaurant that had more of a romantic atmosphere then you would probably opt for a different restaurant but for what mattered most to you at that time good food great service um, that restaurant that we just gave the example for would be more than appropriate and um, and you'd have a great experience now this could be an, an obvious example of how a business gives off an atmosphere. You know, talking about a restaurant. You know, the moment you walk in, you can hear the buzz, you can smell the food. It, it feels great. Um, but every business gives off an atmosphere, whether we realize it or not. Whether it's a, a restaurant or a mechanic shop or a, a retail environment, you, you name it, they all give some kind of atmosphere from the moment you have contact with the business, even if it's an e-commerce business, something about the website, if you have to call customer service, there's something about it that gives off a positive or negative atmosphere. And it is the atmosphere that invites people to, to come in, and that positive experience that they, they receive once they are doing business with you is what keeps them coming back for more. That's good branding. So where does creating a good atmosphere start? Well, it starts with you, the owner. Everything starts from the top. And I'm sure you've heard this, but a lot of times we don't realize the impact that we as owners have on developing a positive atmosphere in the business. So I'll give you another example, and it's actually a dentist who took one of my entrepreneurship courses a few years back. And she was constantly asking for help in marketing uh, before we even got to that section of the course because obviously she knew me as a, as a marketing consultant. And so even before we got to that, the marketing portion of the course, she was asking me for help. And I had visited with her a couple times, even, even visited the, um, her practice once, and we had a number of conversations. And one of the things that, was, um, that I noticed was, uh, or one of the issues that was more pressing to deal with than just the marketing was the relationships that she had or really didn't have with her staff. And a lot of it came from one of her business partner that she had at the time uh, was undermining her authority. So every time she tried to to do th things with the business, tried to make some changes and, and even sometimes having to reprimand um, the staff or one of the staff people, you know, they'd always go behind her back to her, her, her business partner and the partner tended to side with the staff. And so she, it really undermined her authority and she really started to withdraw from the staff and, and almost didn't want anything to do with them in a sense. So next thing you know, the staff is, is running roughshod um, on the business. So the issue was not so much marking as what I told her. I said, or I said if anything, if, if there's one thing you want to do about marketing is to build great relationships with your staff. That alone will help grow your business. Now, here's what I mean. She had great relationships with her patients. She, she tended to, I mean, hear not just the issues about their teeth, but also about their personal stuff. And she, she was had a way of just helping people, helping encourage their patients through different issues and, and just being a, almost like a mom to her patients. She didn't have that with her staff because of some of the issues that I just talked to you about. So what I told her to do was that she really need to treat her staff like she does her patients. Now, 
she didn't really want to do that because of just the challenges that she was having and, and, the, and the staff not really um, recognizing her own authority and, and not uh, respecting her. But I said, you have to throw that out. You know, you just have to disregard that and you have to go and really build relationships with your staff just the same way you do with your patients. I said, you do that and the business is going to turn around and you're going to see a, a dramatic increase in sales. Now, she thought I was crazy for a while. And so she really didn't do anything about it. And so, but she finally did. She finally relented and she, she really uh, warmed up the staff, really started to mentor and encourage the staff people. And next thing you know, sales were growing up. She finally came back to me uh, a few months later and told me, like I said earlier, she thought I was crazy. She said, uh, you know, this isn't going to work. You know, we got bigger issues. Um, but the moment she did that, she noticed um, that well, patients were coming back. Um, she was getting more and more referrals. Um, it was a great thing. So, you know, like I said earlier, while she was great with her patients, she wasn't necessarily doing the same thing with her staff. And therefore, there was a, an inconsistency with the brand experience, with the experience that her patients were having with her practice. So even though she could have a great relationship with her patients, but because her staff wasn't very happy, uh, because they weren't happy with her. Therefore, they reflected that or uh, basically reflected that to, to the patients. So, so the patients would walk in the door, not have a great experience, but then have a good experience with her as a dentist. But then when they leave, they have a negative experience leaving. So in this case, the staff is the first and the last people that her patients saw. So while she made the patients feel good, the staff didn't, so which means two-thirds of the experience that the patients encountered in that dental practice was not a positive one. But once she started to make her staff feel good, they in turn made their patients feel good. And so now they had a consistent and a positive brand experience with her dental practice. So these changes here created a consistent and positive brand experience, and it all came from changing the atmosphere, and the change came from the dentist herself that how she positively started to impact her staff, who in turn gave a positive experience to their patients. The whole atmosphere changed. From the moment people walked in the door, before they can even speak to the front desk person, there was definitely a tangible change in the atmosphere of that dental practice. And in fact, one of the patients actually commented to her after these changes were made that they could feel a difference in the atmosphere. I don't think they used the word atmosphere, but they said they could feel the change. So just like Tom Mears of Burgerville, serving your team and staff with respect and encouragement will create a positive atmosphere that will flow to your customers. It's in the atmosphere. So you want to build a real brand? Then check the atmosphere. So thank you once again for listening to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. If you have a business question or a topic that you'd like to hear about or hear more about, email me at prosper at i 61 businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com, or go to the Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability. So thank you again for listening and tune in next week. This is Robert Fakui. And remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.